0: You are now entering the Nintendo Power Zone. Now you're podcasting with power. Welcome to the Nintendo Power Zone, guys. It's your boy, NIX1983 and we're gonna do another breakdown video. Uh, first off, before we get started, I want to thank everybody for the positive responses we got to the 2DS XL breakdown, and I hope we can keep doing these videos and you know these mini podcasts because they're a lot of fun, and it's just a way to bring you guys more content. And I actually like doing these mini breakdowns, so let's see if today goes as well as last week's. So. Guys, Nintendo just isn't stopping. They, they are like determined to make sure that they are in the headlines from now up to E3. They are just not stopping. And as a staunch Nintendo supporter, as a Nintendo podcaster, this is some of the best news I could possibly ask for. So I'm really excited. So the big news came out yesterday is that we got Zelda Breath of the Wild's first expansion pass DLC. Uh, all the news about that so that is exciting so there's been a lot of complaining because Nintendo told us about the DLC back in February so we've known about it we knew about it before the game even launched it made people not want to commit to buying the DLC because there were just no details whatsoever but you know we have them now I'm glad Nintendo waited a little while for the you know the purists who want to play this game and just beat it without anything, they get that. But for people who like all this extra content, I believe that they should be pretty satisfied. So, first things first. The first piece of news we got from the Expansion Pass DLC was the Trial of the Sword. So this is the description we have here. When you get to a certain sacred location, you can take on the new Trial of the Sword challenge. Facing all sort of enemies, one wave after another. Link starts the challenge without any equipment or weapons. When all enemies in a room are defeated, Link proceeds to the next. Clear all the trials, about 45 rooms in total, and the true power of the Master Sword will be awakened and it will always be in this glowing, powered up state while usable. That sounds really awesome. For people who have played Twilight Princess HD, this might sound very familiar. This sounds exactly like the Cave of Shadows, which was another gauntlet style play mode. That's what this reminds me of. It's a gauntlet. You're basically just fighting hordes of enemies, going from one room to the next, and that's just straight-up classic gauntlet play style. And personally, I kinda like those games. I always thought they were fun back in the day, and we haven't really had, like, a good take on gauntlet-style games. Even, you know, Twilight Princess HD, the only reason I even committed to doing that was because of the Wolf Link amiibo's functionality. If you remember, if you have the Wolf Link Amiibo and Twilight Princess HD, if you complete the Cave of Shadows, your Wolf Link Amiibo will carry all those hearts that it gained in the Cave of Shadows over to Breath of the Wild, making it pretty formidable when you use that Amiibo within the game of Breath of the Wild. So that was pretty neat. But with this DLC, there's a little bit of a caveat. You're not really, you know, syncing it up with an Amiibo. What's going to happen is you're going to power up the Master Sword. Now, personally, I think that this means that after you've completed this trial of the sword your Master Sword will no longer run out of energy that's the one thing about the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild that kinda bums me up you go through all this effort to get 13 hearts to finally get this Master Sword and it has limitations Now, granted it will never break you're literally just running out of energy but to be honest it doesn't take all that much effort to run out of energy using the Master Sword. If you fight one Silver Lionel the Master Sword will not survive you know that battle. You're gonna have to change your weapons and that's that's kind of a bummer so I'm really hoping that what this does is it's gonna completely unlock the Master Sword so no more energy loss. Uh, what's also cool about it is it will always be in its powered up state. Now if you guys pay close attention whenever you're near an enemy, a powerful enemy to be specific, the Master Sword will glow a, you know a bright blue so according to this once you've completed the trial of the sword it will always glow that shade of blue and I, I think that's gonna look cool aesthetically now if it doesn't give you the added benefit of the master sword never running out of energy I don't necessarily understand the point of the trial of the sword other than it being just Breath of the Wild's version of, cave of Sha- uh, the cave of shadows not still it's not the worst thing I I think the gauntlet playstyle could be really, really fun. It's just I would really like to see this more in action. It is what it is, though, guys. Moving on, the next feature that they decided to show off is Hero's Path Mode. So this is a new take on the map. This new map feature shows the path Link has walked through Hyrule from the last 200 hours of gameplay. Use the time tracker bar to see where you spent the most time and where you have yet to explore. There's bound to be more adventures and maybe a shrine or two on the road less traveled. This is actually pretty cool. Um, Personally, I've beaten Breath of the Wild, and I'm not sure if this is going to be helpful. Now, this would have been a lot more helpful if I was, you know, just starting the game over. Uh, But it sounds pretty cool, and I would really kind of like to see, you know, the path that I've traveled because I am very certain it is a lot of zigzagging because when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I found it really hard to stay put in one place for too long. Like, the longest I would ever stay in a particular area was when I was doing, you know, the Divine Beast, Because that's kind of where you have to be there the longest. But if I wasn't doing the Divine Beast, I traveled all throughout the Kingdom of Hyrule because there was just so much to explore and it was just so much fun. So I guarantee you this is more for new players. I think returning players, people who have beaten the game, they're not going to get the same kind of value from this specific feature, but I don't think it's a bad feature either. So, it is what it is. You guys decide. Personally, I don't think it's it's very, you know, it's very game-changing. But going on to something that is extraordinarily game-changing, hard mode. Breath of the Wild was hard normally for me. I thought it was a hard game. Now, not, not to say that it wasn't unbeatable because I beat the game within two weeks of playing, but it had a difficulty level that I that was pretty unforgiving so let's go ahead and detail the hard mode in hard mode enemies gradually regain health so take them out as quickly as possible all enemies are also powered up by one level for example red bacoblins in normal mode are now blue bacoblins. enemies can also have higher maximum levels than they would in normal mode look up and you may also find enemies and treasure chests in the sky so the screenshot for this is really epic so it shows link uh gliding through the sky and over to his right side and his left side there's a moblin using the octoballoons on a little piece of wood floating up in the sky making them much more dangerous like usually getting in the air was like a get out of jail free card that was your escape that was like the escape plan that i'm sure everyone who's played breath of the wild has used more than once If the enemies are in the sky, there's no way you're getting away unscathed anymore. So, stock up on food. Stock up on, like, elixirs. Because if they're flying, this is going to be disastrous for most players, I believe. But I think it's really cool. Now, it's basically just scaling every, you know, every monster up. So, I'm terrified to think of what limos are going to be like here in hard mode. That's just... That's just a scary thought process because Lionels, you know, they're not the they're not unbeatable, but they're not fun to fight either. And if you're like me, I'm a stubborn gamer. I will keep fighting a lionel until I beat it, regardless of whether or not I had the hearts to do it. I would literally stay there until I beat a Lionel. Until I found out which way to fight that was optimum. And I'm I'm kinda stupid in that way, but but I'm certain that there's a large amount of of people who played this game that walked in there with the same mentality everything is beatable in Breath of the wild So I'm gonna find a way to beat it. It sounds like it's gonna be harder most definitely but Here's you know where a lot of people have also levied complaints. We knew that there was going to be the hard mode as DLC this This is akin to like the second quest, you know that other Zelda games had you know natively built into them and I can totally see where people would be upset by there being a hard mode. Um, but keep in mind, guys, like Breath of the Wild, like I said earlier, it is just naturally hard you know, in normal mode. So this, I think Nintendo, what, what they were trying to do was ease people into a harder you know, version of the game. And I think they did that. I think, it, I think they did that extraordinarily well, considering the difficulty level of just the, you know, the vanilla version of the game. That being said, I can completely understand why people are upset that this hard mode is actually DLC that we're paying for. All right, so moving on, we have the travel medallion. The travel medallion, somewhere in the world, there is a chest with a travel medallion inside. When you use this, you can register your current location as a fast travel point on the map. You can only register one location using the travel medallion. Uh... I find this a little pointless. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mostly use the shrines to fast travel when I have to or, you know, the other resurrection towers. Unless you want to go somewhere extraordinarily specific that you can't just fast travel to naturally using a shrine or a tower, this this is worth it, I guess. But personally, I would never use this. I mean... Most of the time, if I fast travel to something, I fast travel to like the higher places so that I usually can, you know, drop down from above and I don't have to, you know, walk on a flat surface that is most likely and potentially dangerous. I don't get this travel medallion. Um, it is what it is. I I just, I have a hard time wrapping my head around why anybody would actually want to use the travel medallion. Um. But I'm certain somebody will find a use for it somewhere. Uh, I guess it could be helpful, you know, if you want to put it right in the, you know, Hyrule Castle, right before you fight Ganon or something. But, personally, I just, I'm struggling to figure out why why anybody would want the Travel Medallion. Alright, so here we start to get into some of the more fun features. So there's more armor. With This DLC so there are eight treasure chests placed around Hyrule containing armor themed after previous Legend of Zelda titles Watch for tips as to the whereabouts of these chests as you travel around Hyrule All right, so they did showcase some pretty cool outfits So we have Majora's mask which I cannot wait to make my character wear the Majora's mask and take 8,000 screenshots because that's what we're that's what we're gonna do We're gonna take screenshots everybody knows this if you buy this DLC and you get this armor, you know, you know for a fact that you're screenshotting this all damn day. And it looks cool. We're also going to get midness helmet, the phantom armor that Zelda possessed in the Phantom Hourglass, and we're getting Tingle's outfit, you know. Personally, Tingle's outfit for me is the one that I could care less about. I know a lot of people have a love for Tingle. I'm not one of them. I don't like that guy. He's weird, and he annoys me. Um, so... It is what it is. I personally don't like it, but I'm I really like the Phantom Armor. Uh, Phantom Hourglass. I don't care what anybody says, I really like that game on the DS. And Majora's Mask, I cannot like I said, I cannot wait to get my hands on the Majora's mask, because that is going to be awesome. Alright guys, so there's one more piece of armor that's listed separately from all the other pieces, and it's the Korok mask. The Korok mask is also hidden in a treasure chest somewhere in the world. While wearing this mask, it shakes whenever Link is near a hidden Korok location. There are 900 Koroks hiding in Hyrule, so this should help you discover quite a few of them. So, guys, this is probably the most functional piece of DLC that they have in DLC Pack 1. And I kind of like it, but at the same time, here we go. So, there are 900 Koroks in this game and trying to find them was so tedious that i gave up right around halfway through the game so i basically upgraded my storage so that i had eight weapon slots uh five shields and six, bo- six bow six bone and arrows after that i gave up on looking for koroks now if i found one just you know walking around naturally i would get it but i stopped actively looking for them halfway through the game because it was just it was extraordinarily tedious to know that there were 900 of these guys in the wild and 120 shrines that's a lot to look for, that will mentally break you if you're a completionist in my opinion, I personally cannot go through that, I cannot put myself through that kind of torture because that's what it would be for me to look for that many and not know exactly where they are at all times would be torturous this Korok mask is so helpful to, for, it, for it to like tell you, basically, you're near the vicinity of a Korok. That's extraordinarily useful. Now, like I said, they're not impossible to find. They're not even all that hard to find. But, you know, when you're going through the game, it is a level of tediousness that I'm certain, if I felt this way, other players got to feel the same way that I do, that it's just really tedious and they don't want to go through it. But with this mask... It makes it a lot less tedious because if you're near one, you're going to know it right off the bat. So, guys, that's all the stuff that they detailed uh, with the DLC Pack 1. Now, personally, I think there's a lot of good stuff here. But at the same time, we're talking about this is part of you know a paid DLC Pack. So, essentially, we're paying $20 for both packs. So this pack is set to come out in August, and then the other pack is uh, coming out in December. So we're paying 20 bucks. so that essentially breaks down to $10 a pack. Now, it, are we getting our values with, uh, with this DLC pack? Because there is a lot to digest, but there's, you know, I think the best parts about this DLC pack are the armor and the Korok mask. The Trial of the Sword is essentially, you know, a rebranded cave of shadows, and we don't actually know if it's going to make the Master Sword uh, unbreakable, so to speak. Or, you know, it won't run out of energy. If it if it doesn't upgrade the Master Sword so, so that it cannot run out of energy, then I don't see the point in this DLC. Uh, the Hero's Path mode, I really think that only benefits players who are just starting the game. And basically what you're telling them is, is that you bought a game... But it's not necessarily complete because if you want to know where you've been and where you haven't been, you got to give us $20 more for this game. So that basically essentially will put Zelda's Breath of the Wild starting price point at $80 instead of 60 I don't know about you, but I feel like I have paid a lot of money for my Switch accessories and games to drop another 20 bucks on a game, to, to basically make Zelda Breath of the Wild 80 bucks. I'm having a hard time justifying that right now. Now, I've already bought the DLC expansion pass. I bought it before they announced any of this stuff. But, I was I had reservations before I made the purchase, but I realized that at some point, there is going to be story DLC added to this game. Um, that's going to come in the second DLC pack. So, I was hoping that that DLC would be worth it. Whether or not it is remains to be seen because we're only getting information on DLC pack 1 right now. But based on DLC pack 1, I personally do not see the $20 price point being a fair one. I think it's a little expensive right now. Comparing it to other Nintendo DLC based games, we have Mario Kart 8, Splatoon, and Smash Bros 4. With Smash Bros, we were paying for individual characters, and sometimes they were priced higher than lower, depending if whether or not they are a third-party character. Like, Bayonetta cost more than, you know, a Nintendo character did, and Cloud cost more than Bayonetta did, and I get it. You know, you gotta pay, like, royalties to use some of these characters, but, end of the day, you're increasing a character roster in a fighting game, Uh, and that was, to me, that was worth it. I love Smash, and having more characters available to me in that game is worth any value. Now some of the costumes for the Mii Fighters, I thought that was a little over the top. I don't don't think we needed any of that. At least in Smash, you could buy most of these things piecemeal. So if you only wanted Cloud, or you only wanted Bayonetta and Korin or Mewtwo, you could pay individually for those characters. You weren't having to pay for the whole DLC pack. Now you could, and the added benefit of that was If you bought the pack, you also got the costumes, but at some point, you were paying over $100 for Smash if you bought all the DLC packs and all the characters. You pay over $100 for Smash 4. Now, if you think that was worth it, that's great. I personally went piecemeal with the game. I bought individual characters. I did not buy any of the packs. So I have a full roster of characters, but I didn't need any of those me fighter costumes because I don't play as me fighter. So none of those costumes had any appeal for me. Uh, conversely, though, if we look at Mario Kart 8, Mario Kart 8 had two DLC packs. Uh, the first DLC pack had the you know the BMW cars, uh, you know the the two new cups, and the shy guy, uh, uh, the colored shy guy DLC. All that to me was awesome because we were expanding the game you were making the game bigger by adding 12 more tracks and they were pretty reasonably priced i remember it being about thirteen dollars if you bought both dlc packs and like you know fifteen dollars if you bought them piecemeal now that's up to the player if you want to buy you know that dlc piecemeal or if you want to buy the you know the dlc pack of both of both of them. Personally, I saw great value in that DLC because you were expanding the game. You went from 32 tracks to 48 tracks by adding this DLC. You also got multicolored Yoshis and Shy Guys. That was really cool. Not to mention all the characters that got added to the game. Yes, we did get another version of you know Mario and Peach who already had two versions within the, you know, the vanilla version of the game. But you also got Link and Isabel from Animal Crossing. So, totally worth it. You got more bang for your buck. I think that that DLC was phenomenal, and something that we haven't really mentioned yet is that those two games, Mario Kart 8 and Smash 4, those are multiplayer games where you're not having to focus on a single-player experience, whereas in Breath of the Wild, you definitely are. Now, the other game we could talk about with DLC is Splatoon, but... With Splatoon, it's a different story. All the DLC in Splatoon was free. And, you know, thank goodness for that. But at the same time, if it weren't for the DLC plan that Nintendo had for Splatoon, that would have been an incomplete game. I remember when I first bought Splatoon, there wasn't a whole lot of weapons or a whole lot of stages. So that game was very much incomplete. And I don't think we could argue that for Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is a very much so complete game without any of this DLC. All this is basically frosting on a very delicious cake. And if you want to have that extra frosting you know, buy buy into the DLC pack, but if you don't if you don't see the value in that frosting right now don't buy it. I really wish Nintendo had opened up the option for these DLC packs to be piecemeal but I'm pretty sure that if they had done that a lot of people would be skipping out on this DLC pack 1 right now. Because it's not a whole lot here that I think necessarily adds to the game's value. Now, hard mode, it's one of those things where, like, we've had this in other Zelda games natively. To pay for it, that that's a little rough. And, yeah, some of these costumes are really cool, but I personally wouldn't want the Tingle armor if I didn't have to, so it might be more beneficial if I could have bought, you know, The armor's piecemeal again, you know, just, if you priced them reasonably outside of this, I could buy a few of these pieces. I'd probably, I'd buy the Korok mask, I'd buy, you know, the, uh, the Phantom uh, armor, and I'd definitely buy Majora's mask, but I wouldn't touch the Tingle armor, because I just, I really hate Tingle, guys, I I just do. Nintendo's had multiple DLC strategies, and I think some have worked better than others. Personally, I think Mario Kart 8 has the best strategy because you got, basically you got half a game added to Mario Kart 8. And that's really, really cool. I mean, look if you look at what just happened last week, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out and all the DLC that was available on the Wii U is now natively on the cartridge or, you know, on your digital purchase of the game. It's all there right from the get and a little bit more, but it's all right there because it was great DLC truly great DLC, and it was reasonably priced. And that's another thing that bothers me. is like I don't know right now if the $20 price tag is the right price tag for this DLC. Had it been priced more similarly to the Mario Kart DLC, I probably have far less complaints. But that being said, I really do love Breath of the Wild, and I would look for any excuse to replay it so, I am glad that I did buy into the DLC because, you know, with the hard mode, it gives me a whole new reason to start the game over from scratch. Um, getting some of this armor will be a lot of fun. Probably skip even looking for the Tingle armor altogether. Uh, the trial of the sword, depending on how useful that is and how beneficial that is to the Master Sword, will determine on um, how. That would determine how I feel about this version of the Cave of Shadows. Like I said, Twilight Princess's Cave of Shadows, it wasn't the best gameplay mode, but the benefit of being able to basically upgrade your Wolf Link amiibo by playing through that campaign was totally worth it for me. And if you're not a fan of gauntlet-style games, the Trial of Swords is just going to be really tedious, and it's it's going to it's gonna wear on you. 45 rooms is a lot Everything about Breath of the Wild is bigger and this you know this trial of the seems like one of those things that will drive somebody bonkers but hey at least you don't have to play it in wolf link form because That that was killer in the cave of shadows having to play as wolf link throughout that entire process That made that extraordinarily frustrating for me but guys How do you feel about this DLC expansion pack? Is this worth essentially 10 bucks? If we're gonna break it down into two parts, that means each part costs about $9.99. Is this worth $9.99 in your opinion? Hit me up, let me know. Uh, Always, you can hit me up in the comment box, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Nice1983, or the official Nintendo powers on Twitter, at Zone. You can hit us up on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Nintendo PowerZone. If you're a fan of the Nintendo PowerZone podcast, you can always download new episodes on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. But if you want to watch the show live like you're doing right now, you can catch us here on YouTube, YouTube.com slash user slash the article, T-H-A-R-T-I-C-L-E. And guys, I really hope to be doing more of these breakdown videos as big news comes. So... Look forward to that. Thank you so much for watching. Deuces.